Well, in the constant uh, uh, just decimation of Hunter Biden's reputation, uh, it is appearing that he is hanging out at the White House for one good reason right now, and that is to avoid being served legal documents from his ex-stripper girlfriend, baby's mama, London Roberts. Uh, yeah, Hunter Biden has a, uh, let's see, is it, I believe it's a daughter. And the daughter's name is Navy. Uh, They've already gone through the paternity test and Hunter Biden is the father. And apparently he's not paying up on his child support and he's not turning over any financial records, etc. So he's being served in a lawsuit, but he's avoiding that by hiding behind the the guarded gates of the White House. Oh, yeah. Now this guy, I'll tell you what, man. This guy cannot stay out of trouble to save his life. Anyways. Well, Hunter, 53, uh, Roberts, his ex-baby mama, is. uh, she says he's flaunting the dignity and authority of the court by failing to provide one single item or word of discovery in this lawsuit and says this court should incarcerate the defendant in the Selburn County Detention Center until he complies with the court's orders. Uh, Roberts, the baby's mama, 32 years old, had to get a court-ordered paternity test to prove Navy was Hunter's, and last year Hunter applied to have his monthly support payments reduced. So the piece of crap that is Hunter Biden, once again, is, uh, you know, it's not just the laptop, it's just, it's a way of life. It's a way of life. Uh, this guy is, uh, he's, he's a real party. He's a real party. I, I, I bet a night out with Hunter Biden would get you in all kinds of legal trouble, but he has the safety cushion of avoiding that by hanging out in the White House. Now, okay, if you if you haven't heard this, it's all over the news. And apparently Tucker Carlson and Fox News have severed their relationship and Tucker is out on his own. Um, you know, it's funny because I, I picked up the, uh, the uh, uh, last episode that he was on last Friday. And I was trying to see if he had any uh, wherewithal to uh, clue in the audience that this was coming, but it really appears that he was just ending a show as regular. So whatever happened over the weekend, I'm not sure. I'm sure more details will come to life. Now, Fox, Fox media. See, the thing about Tucker Carlson is he was the number one rated news show um, on on the networks. And he was a a massive draw to the Fox news network. And I saw something here that um, already today, uh, Fox's uh, stock price had gone down uh, in stock prices uh, due to letting Mr. Tucker go. Here's the final words from his show on um, Friday. And let's see, I didn't, I didn't catch any clues here. That's it for us for the week. We'll be back. By the way, the entire episode of Let Them Eat Bugs, not quite as good as pizza, streaming now on Fox Nation. Use the promo code ORIGINALS for 30 days free. And we'll be back on Monday. In the meantime, have the best weekend with the ones that you love, and we'll see you then. Yep. Looked like it was just a regular a regular show, you know what I mean? So uh, somehow somebody got blindsided uh, with Fox News letting them go. Conservatives are up in arms. They're saying that there's no other reason to watch Rupert Murdoch's Fox News now that Tucker's gone. So, um, yeah, Fox is going to take a hit. A hit. And as I look at their uh, stock prices today, it looks like they're down about... Uh, just a tad under 3% for the day. Uh, 3% in the Fox organization. Man, that's got to be that's got to be a considerable dollar amount. Uh, the high today was 29 
no, $30.94, and then it dipped down to $29.43. A considerable uh, movement in their market uh, due to just letting Mr. Tucker go. Yeah, well, remember when we did that show uh, not too many days ago, and we were talking about that, what was it called, Ultra Right Beer that was jumping on the bandwagon to be the... Um, the uh, beer of the right-thinking American dads, well, they've got a problem. Uh, the problem is is that the brewery that makes their beer, uh, once they saw their transphobic ad that was kind of going viral, uh, they dropped them. The brewery that was tapped to produce a woke-free beer for the right-wing huckster Seth Weathers said it immediately dropped the contract after seeing the product's transphobic marketing campaign. Conservatives have been on the prowl for a new beverage of choice after Bud Light partnered with trans influence Dylan Mulvaney again. Yeah, and man, I what I cannot believe is this whole Dylan Mulvaney, the Anheuser-Busch, how much media traction this thing has uh, 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 got. And one thing that I can see here, as I was looking through the articles, it looks to be that the latest data for Anheuser-Busch is showing that they have a, a very alarming 17% drop, according to an industry research firm. The latest sales data from uh, Nielsen IQ and Bump Williams Consulting shows that Bud Light sales fell 17% in dollars, while volume dropped a whopping 21% in the week that ended April 15th. Now, that's a pretty sharp drop, okay? Uh, initially, when we were talking on this, when they are talking about the how, whatever it was, billion dollars, three, six billion dollar drop, that was when it was only at 6%. Now they're claiming 17%. Um, yeah, that's bad, bad numbers for um, Anheuser-Busch. Uh, let's see, in a, a report from Insight Express said these numbers are staggering. Uh, when that's a uh, Inside Express, that's a beer-focused newsletter, and a quote from there says, "Right now, this is an extremely difficult scenario for Anheuser-Busch, the Bud Light brand, and Anheuser-Busch distributors. But you know who's winning in this? Who's winning on this is the beer, one of the beer companies that has their own rainbow can, and that's Coors Light. Coors Light and Miller Light are up 18%. Everybody just pretty much jumped off the Bud Light bandwagon and went straight over to Coors Light and Miller Light." Uh, and that's also according to a newsletter. A week earlier, Coors Light's market share uh, was up 10.6% over the same period and Miller Light up 11.5%. Um, so yeah, yeah, everybody's jumping over to Coors and Miller. Hopefully they don't get caught with their pants down and uh, you know a transgender dick swinging in the wind because they will be screwed too. All right, now let's talk about this real, real quick, okay? I saw this article. I saw this article, and this this woman is claiming that she saved her marriage by having an open marriage. And I quote, I let my husband date other women while I was pregnant, but with two strict rules. Now, what were the rules? What were the rules for this to work for her? And she, she says this saved her marriage. You know, she was pregnant, and she sent her husband out to just uh, uh, get as much trim as he possibly could. Well, the rules were that he could not date any of her friends or anybody she knew, and he had to date them out of town. Now, I, okay, whatever. It is what it is. But apparently to this lady, that saved her relationship. I don't know who's down uh, for actually uh, experimenting with that. I'm sure this is an exception to the rule. I, I'm sure once you start adding other people into the equation of the relationship, uh, it can get a little dicey. I'm sure of that, right? Right? Okay, now I want to go to something else. Now, I saw this video 
Uh, the Hodge twins put it up, and I, I don't know if it's real or not, but it sure does look real. Hold on, let me play this. You're going to hear some audio in the background. Here we go. So what we have going on here is we got four cops busting through the front door of a house, right? They're grabbing this man, looks like middle American man. The mom's asking, what's going on? What are you doing here? That's the father laughing when he finds out what they're arresting him for. Now, 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 let me see. Let me, let me. <laughs> There's four cops. They're dragging him out of his house. He's handcuffed. And listen to what this mom says. You got him? Yes, I got all of them. Guys, you're in the cameras. This is ridiculous. Piercing his son's ear without a license. Takes three cops, four cops. Coming into my house without permission. No permission. They busted in my front door. This is the boy right here. Okay, now, okay, 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 okay. So they arrested this father, allegedly according to this video. Now, if this is true, uh, let me see if I can Google some more about this. Let's see, father arrested, father arrested for piercing son's ear. Anyways, these cops, if, if this is legit, how can you be sitting in your patrol car and say, okay, yeah, we're going to go in and we're going to, uh, we're going to arrest this guy. Uh, okay. What are we arresting him for? Well, he pierced his son's ear. I, if I was a cop, I'd be like, are you shitting me? Are you shitting me? Okay. Now, six hours ago, here we are. I'm, I'm reading the article from the Kansas city star. Teens ear piercing gets his dad arrested at their Arkansas home video shows. Police in Arkansas are defending their actions after a video of officers arresting a man in his home over his son's ear piercing went viral. In the video, four officers with the Tontittown, that's what it's called, Tontittown, police department are seen entering the home through the front door, handcuffing the dad, Jeremy Shearlin, and leading him into a police car waiting outside. A woman repeatedly asks officers why they are at home, why they are at their home uh, while he's being handcuffed. Sherlin laughs and says, body art without a license. Body art without a license. Huh. Apparently, the teen arrived at school Thursday with the piercing and told fellow students that his dad was drunk and put him in a chokehold. Oh, <laughs> this is why. Okay, uh, apparently the teen arrived at school. Okay, this breaks down the story a little bit more. The teen arrived at school on Thursday with the piercing and told fellow students that his dad was drunk, put him in a chokehold, and shoved the piercing in his ear, according to the police. Officers went to Sheerlin's home and tried to speak with him about the situation, but he refused, and police left, and, and uh, the release said. Officers returned later in the day to make a probable cause arrest, adding that Sheerlin refused to comply. Tontittown officers contacted the Washington County Prosecutor's Office to discuss the incident. The release said Sherlin is accused of violating a law that pro prohibits body piercing or art for children under age 16 and for doing so in an unlicensed facility. <laughs> okay, so they used the law that he's practicing body art modification without a, without a license, uh, but it's based on that he did it forcefully with his son when he was drunk. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I guess you just have to wait to see what uh, what happens with this one. It is a little odd, though. It is a little odd that you're going to press it that far, then you're breaking to the guy's house and say you're arrested uh, for practicing body art without a license. But at the same time, at the same time, the teen was the teen lying. Who knows? Crazy story. But if you pierce your kid's ears, just remember you're giving the, the officers uh, grounds for busting through your front door and arresting your ass for uh, practicing body art modification without a license. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Very interesting. All right, all right. Well, we've uh, we've covered plenty of stories here recently where um, basically parental rights being just removed from the equation, especially the issue up in Washington. I forget the 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 Senate bill that was passed, and I believe the governor has signed off on it. Uh, the one that would allow kids to basically run away from home, get put up in a government facility. The government doesn't have to tell you where they're at. And if they identify as having some trans or whatever, some some type of a sexual discrepancy that their parents wouldn't approve of, uh, that the state of Washington would allow anything to happen to the child that is prescribed by a doctor uh, without any parental consent whatsoever. Um, yeah, basically the state just taking over your kids. Well, on that note, there was something interesting that I saw, and it was, it was President Biden, you know, His Holiness, President Biden talking, and there's a couple key phrases in here that he says, and it all leads back to this whole thing where the, I believe that there is a movement amongst our politicians to grant access to your kids and have control of your kids and kick the parents out of the equation. Just listen to President Biden right here. Rebecca put a teacher's creed into words when she said, there's no such thing as someone else's child no such thing as someone else's child. Our nation's children are all our children. Rebecca put a teacher's creed in Let me the play it again. when she said, there's no such thing as someone else's child. No such thing as someone else's child. Our nation's children are all our children. There's, there's, there's no such thing as someone else's child. Our nation's children are all our children. Uh, yeah, so I guess you can say right there that that's uh, Big Daddy Biden. Uh, he's going to help parent your children because you as a parent uh, don't know what the hell you're doing. Just give it up to Big Daddy Biden. He will uh, he will g gently caress your children and give them a nice sniffy sniff sniff. And he will be the daddy of your children and you will be none the wiser. It is really pathetic the direction that this nation has been taking, especially when it comes to parental rights, parental rights of children, and the ability of parents to raise up a child in the way it should go, uh, but the government is interfering on all kinds of levels. It's just, it's just amazing the direction that we've taken. Now back to Tucker Carlson, um, hot off the press right now as I'm doing this show, it appears that the Tucker made a speech over the weekend and people are speculating that this possibly could have played in to his, um, his, his unbeknownst to him termination from Fox news. Um, here it is. Here's Tucker's speech. He does uh, dip into transgender and stuff like that. Maybe this is the straw that broke the camel's back here. Let's take a listen. It might be time to start to reassess the terms we use to, to describe what we're watching. So when I started at Heritage, the presumption was, and this is a very Anglo-American assumption, that the debates we're having are kind of rational debates about the way to get to mutually agreed upon outcomes, right? So like we all want the country to be more prosperous and free and people to be less 
oppressed or whatever, and so we're going to argue about tax rates, and I think higher tax gets, gets us there. I'm a Keynesian, and you disagree, you're an Austrian or whatever. But the objective is the same. And so we write our papers, and they write their papers, and may the best papers win. I, I, I don't think that's what we're watching now at all. I don't think we're watching a debate over how to get to the best outcome. I think that's completely wrong. And I've come to this conclusion, not, and I should say at the outset, I'm an Episcopalian, so don't take any theological advice from me, because I don't have any. I grew up in the foul, shallowest faith tradition that's ever been invented. It's not even a Christian religion at this point. Um, I say with shame. But I'm just saying this as an observer of what's going on. There is no way to assess, say, the transgenderist movement with that mindset. Policy papers don't account for it at all. If you have people who are saying, I have an idea, let's castrate the next generation. Let's sexually mutilate children. I'm sorry, that's not a political debate. What? What does nothing to do with politics? What's the outcome we're desiring here? An androgynous population? Is that really what we are? We arguing for that? I don't, I don't think anyone could like, defend that as a positive outcome. But the weight of the government and uh, you know, a lot of corporate interests are behind that. Well, what is that? Well, it's irrational. If you say, well, you know, I think abortion is always bad. Well, I think sometimes it's necessary. That's a debate I'm familiar with. But if you're telling me that abortion is a positive good, what are you saying? Well, you're arguing for child sacrifice, obviously. It's not about like, oh, a teen, you know, a teen girl gets pregnant, and what do we do about that, and victims of rape. I, you know, I get it. I, of course I understand that, and I have compassion for everyone involved. But when the Treasury Secretary stands up and says, you know what you can do to help the economy get an abortion? Well, you, that's like an Aztec principle, actually. There's not a society in history that didn't practice human sacrifice. Not one. I checked. Even the Scandinavians, I'm ashamed to say. It wasn't just the Mesoamericans. It was everybody. So like, that's what that is. Well, what's the point of child sacrifice? Well, there's no policy goal entwined with that. No, that's a theological phenomenon. And that's kind of the point I'm making. None of this makes sense in conventional political terms. When people or crowds of people, or the largest crowd of people at all, which is the federal government, the largest human organization in human history, decide that the goal is to destroy things, destruction for its own sake, hey, let's tear it down. What you're watching is not a political movement, it's evil. So if you want to assess, and I'll put it in non, and I'll stop with this, I'll put it in non, I'll put it in non-political, uh, or non, rather non-specific theological terms, and just say, if you want to know what's evil and what's good, what are the characteristics of those? And by the way, you know, I, I think the Athenians would have agreed with this. This is not necessarily just a Christian notion. This is kind of a, I would say, widely agreed upon understanding of good and evil. What are its products? What do these two conditions produce? Well, I mean, good is characterized by order, calmness, tranquility, peace, whatever you want to call it, lack of conflict, cleanliness. Cleanliness is next to godliness. It's true. It is. And evil is characterized by their opposites. Violence, hate, disorder, division, disorganization, and filth. So if you are all in on the things that produce 
the latter basket of outcomes, what you're really advocating for is evil. That's just true. I'm not calling for a religious war, far from it. I'm merely calling for an acknowledgement of what we're watching, which is not what, and I'm not, certainly not backing the Republican Party. I mean, ugh. I'm not making a partisan point at all. I'm, I'm just noting what's super obvious. Like those of us who are in our mid-50s are caught in the past in the way that we think about this. One side's like, no, no, you know, I've got this idea and we've got this idea and let's have a debate about our ideas. They don't want a debate. Those ideas won't produce outcomes that any rational person would want under any circumstances. Those are manifestations of some larger force acting upon us. It's just so obvious. It's completely obvious. And I think two things. One, we should say that and stop engaging in these totally fraudulent debates where we are using the terms that we used in 1991 when I started at Heritage as if maybe, you know, I could just win the debate if I marshaled more facts. I've tried that, doesn't work. And two, maybe we should all take just like 10 minutes a day to say a prayer about it. I'm serious, like why not? And I'm saying that to you, not as some kind of evangelist, I'm literally saying that to you as an Episcopalian. The Samaritans of our time. I'm coming to you from the most humble and lowly theological position you can. I'm literally an Episcopalian, okay? And even I have concluded it might be worth taking just 10 minutes out of your busy schedule to say a prayer for the future, and I hope you will. Wow. I let that play through its entirety, and uh, it's amazing that he gives that speech this weekend, and on Monday morning he is uh, no longer with Fox News, uh, basically just saying what is evil, what is good, and... Uh, Man, man, if this played into his release from Fox News, um, it wouldn't be shocking. It wouldn't be shocking. Uh, good versus evil. I think we're seeing a, 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 a big time battle of good versus evil in the United States. And it appears that evil has been on the upswing, according to the way things have been going. But that's, I, you know, that speech in its entirety from Tucker, I believe it's, you know, it's a good speech. Did that play into it? Who knows? Well, Glenn Beck was also uh, talking about Tucker and kind of giving him a little uh, going away uh, little speech. Let's see what Glenn Beck had to say here. Let me rewind this real quick. All right, I got to give you some breaking news. Uh, Tucker Carlson is out at Fox News. Wow. Wow. Tucker Carlson wow. and I have become friends and... Mm. Uh, <clears throat> Hopefully, I'll be able to talk to him today. I don't know what the situation is. But, uh, Tucker, come to Jamaica. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we would love to have you here. You won't miss a beat. And together, two of us will tear it up. Just tear it up. That would be fascinating. I mean, it he, would be. I'm sure there's they're going to be quite a large... Uh, a contingency of people trying to get that done. <laughs> I think that'll kill Fox. I, I really do. I, I, I know so many people that, you know, still kind of like Fox and they watch the other shows, but they're like, Tucker's, Tucker is the only one that I really trust. 
you lose Tucker Carlson, I, I, I think that really kills them. Mr. Carlson. Yeah, so I mean, there's going to be a lot of conservative voices out there that are going to try to wrangle Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson onto their networks, etc. Because he is a massive media draw. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, that's not surprising at all from Mr. Glenn Beck. And uh, what's his thing? Uh, Blaze Media, I believe. Well, this has been Jake going through the news, and I will catch you later. Uh, have a good one. Be safe. Be good to all people. And um, yeah, let's see. I'm curious to see over this next week what this uh, stock downturn for Fox News is and how much they actually lose over this whole thing of Tucker Carlson. I'm also uh, curious to see if there's some other reason why they uh, let Tucker Carlson go. Um, is there a Me Too movement going on? Is something else going to come out of the woodworks? Who knows? But we'll stay tuned. I'm sure it's going to unfold in this next week. Take it easy. This is Jake. Have a good one.